This is the Stand Strong Podcast with Carrie Stoker, episode number 24, The Power of a Kindergartner's Testimony. Welcome to the Stand Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Stoker, and I am a certified life coach and health coach, and I am passionate about helping Latter-day Saint women strengthen their families. It can often be so challenging navigating family life, and I help you do that through stories and the Word of God. And I'm glad you're here, so let's get going. Hi, folks. Hey, thanks for joining me today. So earlier today, I was looking at the registrations for the women's retreat that I am organizing for Leading Saints. And anyway, I was looking at the retreat or at the registrations and all the women that are coming. By the way, I still have, I think, one private room available. I have I think five spots left for the shared room. So there's two queen beds in one room and it's, and the bathroom is like really close. Either it's there in the room or it's just right around the corner. So really close the bathroom. And then I have the bunk room still available. So if you want to get one of those, that private room or one of those shared rooms, um, now is the time to grab those. Anyway, so I was looking at all of the women and where they came from right? Like where they live. And this is what was surprising to me is that the majority of them are from with out of the state of Utah, <laughs> which, okay, this is why it surprised me because most of our our um, listeners and subscribers to the newsletter and the email subscribers are in the state of Utah. And so this was kind of fun to see that we have people coming from Canada, Hawaii, Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, Missouri. I'm probably missing some. Um, But those are the ones that I can think of right off the top of my head. So I was pretty excited about that. I like that we're getting from coast to coast, right? Corner to corner of the country, people coming to this retreat. And I think that really is going to enhance our experience at the retreat. We just get such an experience. Now, I think that one of the reasons this is happening, I mean, I'm just guessing, but I think one of the reasons why it was, it's that way, like so far it's been the majority of people are without Utah is because they need to make travel plans, right? They need to buy a ticket, a plane ticket, or their travel plans, um, they're working those out so that they can get that scheduled and taken care of. Because when you have to fly somewhere, of course, you're going to want to make get your flight early enough that it's cheaper and all those things. So anyway, I think that's why that has happened. And I am definitely looking forward to all of you that are coming. And um, those of you who still have yet to register, get on leadingsaints.org backslash gathering and register for the retreat that's coming up September 15th through the 18th. I do have limited spots and I want to see you there. Okay. So join me at that retreat. Okay. So this last Sunday was fast and testimony meeting in our stake. And well, mostly around the world, but um, we had fast and testimony meeting. And it turns out that the week or two before, like the week before we had FSY in our area, our stake was invited to. And the week before that, the girls had girls camp. 
And so on this Fast Sunday, like as soon as the bishop turned the time over to the um, congregation for testimonies, the youth started getting up. Like four of them went, stood right up and went right to the mic. And so we had this long stream of youth, one right after the other. And throughout the meeting, there were only two other adult speakers that that spoke and the rest were youth. And I just watched these youth keep getting up and testifying and talking about their experiences at FSY and girls camp and how they felt the spirit or learned something or really was, um, I don't know, just a real testimony builder for them. They understood better some of the doctrines of the gospel. So it was just such a wonderful experience and it was wonderful to hear from them. And and because of that, I my mind reflected back on when our daughter Paige was in kindergarten. And there was actually a couple of times when she bore her testimony that it really um, was powerful. And so I'm going to tell you about those stories. But first, I got to tell you about this funny story about Paige bearing her testimony. It's not that she did something funny. It was me. Okay, so I'm going to be laughing at myself here. But this particular Sunday, and we've got five kids, you know, on the row, and um, Paige was a little bit restless this, you know, this Sunday. And I'm guessing she was at about 10 years old, but she kept kind of popping up and she'd move down the row a little bit and sit down by a different sister. And then she'd move back to where she was before. And then she'd move back. She'd go down the row a little bit farther and sit by her grandma. And then she'd come back down and <laughs> sit closer to me. Like she kept moving back and forth. And I just feeling like, oh, this child, this is so disruptive, you know, over the people behind her and she needs to sit still. <laughs> We've had lots of lessons on this and she's not one to be particularly fidgety, but this Sunday she was. And so she, she gets up another time and starts moving kind of in front of me. And I, and I grab her, I grab her sleeve or the side of her dress or something to stop her. And she says, mom, I'm going. And I didn't even let her finish really. Like she says, I'm going. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> I was being really like stern and strict about it. Like you're not going anywhere, young lady. And But as I said that, as I said, no, you're not, she finishes her sentence and she says, to bear my testimony. <laughs> so she was getting up to bear her testimony. And I was sure that she was not going to move anywhere. I'm like, no, you're not. Anyway, it was funny. Sweet little girl. <laughs> she went up and bore her testimony. So uh, I learned a little lesson there. But I want to tell you about a couple of other times when Paige bore her testimony. So she was in kindergarten and she rode the bus to school and it wasn't a very long ride from our driveway to the school. But one day, one of her young friends brought some makeup and some fingernail polish on the bus. And I guess they were painting their fingernails on the bus and the bus driver did not like that. And he got after him, had him put away their fingernail polish said that that wasn't something that was allowed on the bus. Anyway, Paige was feeling so um, upset by this, that she had gotten in trouble. It was really upsetting to her. And 
I think the bus driver talked to the teacher about it and told them how um, he had scolded them and whatever, like what happened on the bus. So then Paige's teacher knows about it. And this was so dramatic for Paige, um, like the drama of it. It just was built up in her mind, you know, this big deal. And of course, I'm an experienced mom and I'm thinking, ah, this is fine. It was just a little thing and and it's all over. But it wasn't like that for Paige. Uh, she didn't feel like that was fine and it was all over. She came home from school and just told me a little about little bit about it. And I think maybe her teacher might have even sent a note home or something or emailed me and just told me that um, there was a little incident and this is what happened, but all is fine. No harm done. But the next morning, Paige did not want to go to school. She didn't want to get on that bus. And she was upset and I tried to tell her, you know, it's going to be fine. You know, your teacher loves you and, and you're not going to be doing fingernail polish on the bus anymore. And so you're fine. Go off to school. And so she gets on the bus and it was not more than five minutes later that I get a call from the bus driver saying, Paige is sick. Um, do you want to meet me at the school? And you know, and get her off the bus or, you know, you can get her in the nurse's station or something, but she says she doesn't feel good and she feels like she might throw up. So like, oh yes, I know what this is. This is nerves, right? I, I, I can tell what's going on, but I'm really sensitive to the fact that she really probably does feel like she's going to throw up. And so I, I head to the school. And I get there and Paige is laying on the bed in the nurse's office. She's still got her cute little coat on and her backpack with her. And I go in and talk to her and she just, she sits right up and gives me a big hug and tears are coming down her, her face. And she's just feeling uh, really stressed, still really upset, doesn't know how to face the bus driver and the teacher and kindergarten and all of that. Um, and her teacher comes in. Because I decide, you know what, let's just take you home and see if we can kind of calm your nerves and just stay home. It'll be fine. Just come home with me. And because she really was feeling like she was going to throw up. And so because her tummy was in such knots. And anyway, the teacher came in. She said, oh, I wish I wish they hadn't have called you because, you know, the teacher could have handled this well and and brought her into the room and the teacher would have handled it so well. This is an amazing teacher. Um, she's very experienced, had probably 30 years of teaching. She was a great teacher. And anyway, but what done was done. We were already, I had already promised Paige to come home. And so she came home with me and then came the next morning. So the next morning she's still upset and she does not want to go to school. Like, what am I going to do? Well, I had been thinking about how, um, and this just came to my mind that morning when I was trying to see how we were going to get Paige back to school. Um, I remembered in a recent class, I, I taught the laurels at the time when they were called laurels and I was teaching the laurels and I remember one of the young women sharing an experience of how the comfort of a scripture 
and how the Savior's promised love and support in that scripture really, really helped her through a difficult evening. And so I tried to find the scripture and I couldn't quite find the one that she was talking about. And instead, I found a scripture in Isaiah 41.10. And this is what the scripture says. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So I read it to Paige. And as I read it, I... um. I just prayed inside, you know, that this would be comforting to her. And then I read that to her. And then I handed her this pass-along card. Remember, we used to have those, a pass-along card. It had a picture of Jesus on it. And and it's small. And so I handed that to her and I said, listen, put this in your pocket. And if you're feeling really nervous today at school, or if you're feeling like you're not sure what to do, or you might cry, or you might get upset, just reach in your pocket and pull that out and look at Jesus and remember this scripture about how he will strengthen you, and he'll be with you, and he'll help you. And, or you can just remember, you know, that the picture of Jesus is in your pocket, and you can just reach down and feel it, and just remember that Jesus is with you through this day, through this, through this you know, next couple of days, you just keep it with you so that you can be reminded of his love and help and support. So she puts that little picture in her pocket and off she goes to school. And it was a little bit tough for her, but, but each day it just got a little bit easier. And so she had, you know, the first day got through it. The second day went to school. Okay. By the third day, she was back herself doing just great. Um, so after that, shortly after that, on a, on a fast Sunday, Paige goes up to the pulpit and bears her testimony, this beautiful little six-year-old, up there bearing her testimony about she knows that Jesus lives and that he loves her, and the church is true, and said some things that, you know what, a lot of a lot of the kids were saying, right? When those young kids would get up, they would say these same things. But when she said it, I knew that what she was saying, she really meant, she really felt it. Like Jesus really did have that kind of impact on her. And she she came down from the pulpit and I really wanted to go up there and say, you guys, she wasn't just repeating stuff that everybody says. She really, really means it. Like, this is from her heart and soul, this testimony is. I didn't, but I wanted to. Now, another time when Paige bore her testimony, I had the same feelings. Like, I wanted to get up there and tell the audience that this isn't just another testimony. She really means it. This was during the time when she was a young adult. She had an intensely um, difficult challenge it really tried her. And when she started, you know, after the experience kind of had passed, she started to really, you know, get her footings and feeling secure again. And at this time, she was asked to speak at state conference at the evening session on Saturday night. And what's interesting about that is that 
the executive secretary for the stake had called me and asked if Paige, um, if he could talk to Paige, if he could get her number, if it's okay if he called her, that kind of thing. And um, and so anyway, I gave her I gave her number to him and um, called her and asked if she would give a talk at this state conference meeting. And as they talked, this the executive secretary and Paige, she learned that actually he was wanting to ask her older sister to speak, but her older sister was off to school, off to college. And so um, Paige, and Paige was not, she was home during this semester or I can't quite remember the details of that, but for whatever reason, Paige was home. And so then the executive secretary was like, oh, well, well, how about, do you want to give a talk? Like he meant to invite some, you know, her sister to give the talk, but she's the one on the phone. And so he invited her to give the talk. So she was telling me about this, like, uh, they actually first got the wrong sister, but they still asked me to do it. And you know what? I said, no. That mistake was supposed to happen. You are the one that's supposed to give that talk. I just know you are. Because of her experiences and because of the topic, which was um, being Christ-like, or I, no, I think it was on the atonement. So anyway, she, so then she gives this talk. And it was a beautiful talk. It's probably one of the best talks. Yes, I'm a little biased, but it's still, it's probably one of the best talks that I have heard someone give about the application of the atonement and really what that's like. Um, it follows after the talk given by Brad Wilcox, who he's well known for his discussion about the atonement. And um, anyway, so she she spoke and at the end of her talk, she testified of Christ's atonement and how that changes people. And um, she just she just truly declared um, of Christ's power to heal and to strengthen and to change us. And so she gives this talk. And after the talk, I am thinking, um, I want to get up there and tell them, tell everybody in the congregation, she really means what she's saying. This isn't just like, oh, that... That's the necessary component of a talk like this. You get up and say that, but she actually really means that she really can testify of it. And I, I obviously didn't need to do that. I mean, her words and her spirit entered the hearts of those that could um, receive that. And in fact, many people came up to me and told me how much they appreciated her talk and her testimony. She also received many, many beautiful words of gratitude for what she had to say. So I so now I think about when, you know, all these youth got up on Sunday, they're talking about FSY or girls camp, and I I am very open. Like I open my heart so much to their testimonies and just feeling like you know what they're not just saying it they they really do have something to speak of i mean obviously because it is so rare that you get that many youth up there bearing their testimony so anyway i just was wondering you know what would you testify of 
if I could give you a mic right now, what would you testify of? What would your testimony be of? What has been your experiences over the last month that you would say, hmm, this is where my testimony has grown. This is what I would testify of. Or actually, I've had a few years that have really helped me develop my faith in Christ, and I can now testify of this, or you know, whatever that would be. I it, it, I love the I love the opportunity to think about that because just about every Fast Sunday, I do think about it. I think, what could I testify of? Where's my testimony at this week? All right. So good to talk to you today, and I look forward to being with you again next week. Talk to you soon. If you like the Stand Strong podcast, please like and subscribe 